Master Tavern Keeper's History of the Old World. Excellent. Well, with that resolved, shall we get back to the Forge of the Old Ones? You just got us to the point where you'd encountered one of these fen beasts. Ach, indeed. Well, it began to lumber towards us, filthy bog water pouring off it as its rank, stinking limbs reached for us. We were about to turn tail and run when another wailing roar came from behind. And then, another. And suddenly we were surrounded, with the only way out, forward into the swamp. But before we could make a move, a figure stepped out of the depths of the sodden landscape and hailed us. Och, it's you, Merchard. What are you doing here? I thought you were studying magic with the venerable Lime. Durak, the venerable Durak, is that you? <laughs> Most certainly is. Novitiate. Ah, just uh, wait a moment, please, Master Alchemist. What? Who? You've not mentioned this person before, have you? Ach, you're right. I've not. Well, the person we met was Jural Durak. He's the youngest member of the High Council of the Truth Slayers. His role often sees him actually guarding the forge of the old ones these days. But uh, before that, he was known as Jural the Traveller, and had spent a number of years living amongst and forging bonds between all the various tribes of Albion. Not something that most truthsayers do. <gasps> something else. He also, uh, he also sailed around the entire coast of the island when he was younger, and was able to explore areas that had been inaccessible to men since the time of the old ones. Merchant even told me that... Uh, Durak had seen the remnants of the old sunken islands of Morian, Erin, and Albany that once sat off the coast in his journeying. But uh, he was not just an explorer. Durak was a teacher too. Merchant had actually studied potion and herb under Durak, and uh, as a result of his mentoring, Merchant was an expert in reading and writing Ogham. Uh, something that I and a number of others always struggled with, but not Merchant. He had it down. Anyhow, talk amongst the other novitiates was that Jural was being groomed as a potential future high druid to lead the council. And uh, I can well believe it, for he has already been allowed to participate in the sacred blessings of numerous highborn babies. Resolved some very important conflicts through the divination of the flights of geese and also conducted the rituals of initiation for many new young blood warriors. He also took part in the entombing of the old king of North Albion and the ordaining of the new. Something uh, unheard of for a new member of the council. All that said, who knows when he'd actually ascend. The members of the high council live for centuries. But uh, anyhow, I'm sure he will eventually become the high druid, for he's always been marked for greatness. 
Even when he was an officiate, the elders were impressed by his wisdom and he would uh, oft dream of future events that would come to pass. But uh, not only this. Upon becoming an actual uh, fully fledged truthsayer, he began to search out and battle against the beasts and minions of chaos up and down the country, as well as lending aid to others who fought against the uh, darkness. It was actually this that brought him to the attention of the council, and this is the reason that he's achieved so much at such a relatively young age. I am sure he will be pivotal in the future of Albion for a long, long time to come. Ah, I see. So, what happened next? Did this, uh, Dural Jurak call off the Fen Beast then? Ach, he did indeed. And we watched them sink back into the mud bog and out of sight. There, they're gone. Mirchid, you've always had an affinity for fire, haven't you? Why don't you come over here and, uh, illuminate some things for me? And at that, Merchant gleefully conjured up a ball of flame, bringing the two of us into the light. Jurek smiled, but I suddenly saw the expression on his face drop away as his eyes fell on the cauldron of old Dürer, the, the changeling, if you recall, that I was still unthinkingly holding. By the old ones, I don't believe it. I think you need to do some explaining, boys. Why don't you bring that fire of yours over here and uh, tell me the story of that there old cauldron you're holding. Uh, over a bit of whiskey, perhaps. And with that, we lit a large campfire, sat down and passed around a stone bottle of whiskey that uh, Jurek seemingly produced from nowhere. For... Uh, there are not many places to uh, store a bottle like that when you're only wearing a loincloth. Anyhow, that's by the by. Richard and I eventually got round to relating all that had happened to us on Bleak Moor. Oh, well, that is quite the tale. But there's more you're not aware of. For you've unwittingly recovered one of the lost treasures of Albion. That there cauldron is the fabled cauldron of Dernwich the Giant, more widely known as the cauldron of rebirth and plenty. I'm uh, sorry, Master Alchemist. Zavot? Ach, ach, I know. I was very surprised as well. No, no, I mean, uh, what? What is this cauldron of plenty? I'm sorry, I have no idea whatsoever. It is not known to us here in the, uh, in the old world. Ah, I see. Is it not? Well, according to the old tales, they say that it was a, a gift from the moon goddess. Although, to be honest, I suspect it's really just a, an artifact of the old ones. Anyhow, what it does is this. It provides an endless supply of life-sustaining broth that... Uh, even when it's emptied, can be fully replenished with the, uh, well, with the appropriate incantation. Ah, but not only this, 
it can also resurrect the newly dead. Although there is a cost and uh, each warrior that is returned in such a way will be struck mute upon their return. Oh, my goodness, what a thing. Uh, but uh, you're you sure this is uh, also not necromancy? Ah, now, Heinrich, not this again. Cedric already mentioned that it was an artifact of the Old Ones. Surely that is enough to answer this question. Exactly, Master Tavernkeeper. Thank you very much. But uh, anyhow, what I couldn't believe was this. The cauldron that had almost turned me into stone was one of the fabled artifacts of Albion. But what I did not know was how it ended up in the hands of the uh, of old Dewar. Uh, the, uh, I used the word, what, what was it now? I just used it a second ago. Uh, what was the word you used again, Septimus? Ah, I think you mean the changeling. Ah, yes, that was it. Anyhow, Durak was able to uh, illuminate us with regards this. Ah, uh, fear not. I have an answer to that. For it was during the twilight years of the great war against chaos that the cauldron of Dunwich the giant disappeared. At the time, it was being used in the war against one of the last great invasions hailing from Norska. Not only did it feed the clansmen of the Finian tribe who fought against the Norse, but it also returned their dead to fight once more against the invaders and their demonic allies. Minions of our sworn enemy, the Dark God of Change. After the Battle of Beachhead, just up the coast from uh, Bleakmoor there, the cauldron disappeared. The battle had driven the Norse back into the sea, but it cost us our leader, Cormac McFeud, who was killed on the beach. But it was a whole and hail Cormac that strolled back into the war camp a mere hour later. He spoke to no one and instead simply grabbed the cauldron and then both disappeared. Ah, now, that sounds just like something the changeling would have done. Exactly. That was Jurek's belief too. And so, with the, uh, the truth of the matter seemingly revealed to us, he bade us accompany him into the Forge of the Old Ones to attempt to purify the cauldron of its corruption and return it to rest with the other treasures of Albion. Durak suddenly stood, pulled out a hunting horn and blew hard into it. Within moments, live grey shapes sleekly flew into view and we found ourselves surrounded by a pack of large wolfhounds. But Durak silenced them all with a look before seemingly addressing the whole pack of dogs. 
Take us to the forge. The hounds raced ahead of us and around us, urging us all on forwards. And soon we found ourselves running through the dark swamp on unseen paths and through hidden ingresses. As I think upon it now, it feels like recalling a dream. But uh, by the time we reached the hill at the centre of the swamp, my fatigue was very much real. The moon was high in the sky as the three of us found ourselves staring up at the weathered and partially ruined stepped pyramid. Come, ascend with me. And we began up a set of smooth steps that led to the zenith of the pyramid where we found a dark doorway. In here. Come. Durak raised his heartwood staff and the ogham digits upon it began to glow and light our way as we entered the forge. Inside, the tunnels twisted and spiralled, some branching right, some leading left, some descending, others rising. But uh, what I can say for sure is that the uh, entire pyramid, as well as the hill below it, was a huge, and I mean huge, warren of conduits and tunnels that stretched down deep into Albion's earth. The walls were painted with ancient images and glyphs depicting the old ones, the slang, and their ancient wonders, as well as the tale of the great catastrophe. I don't know how long we walked the tunnels, but eventually we reached what seemed like a, a central chamber. It had a huge dome, like those of the High Temple of Mermidia and Magritta, and the solemn atmosphere, too, was not dissimilar. The curving walls were lined with alcoves, filled by the tomes of the old ones, gigantic books made of gold and precious metals, within which, it is whispered, are many lost secrets of high magic and the art of casting powerful arcane spells. Unfortunately, only a small amount of this vast store of knowledge has been deciphered so far, but uh, it is being worked on by the Council. Anyhow, this was merely a backdrop, for what truly drew the eye were the engraved stone beers dotted about the room, upon each of which sat an ancient sarcophagus-like casket sheathed in etheric energy. These contain the forbidden weapons and magical artifacts of the old ones ancient items that we are sworn to protect come and he walked us up to a dark pedestal upon which sat an empty vessel this was the resting place of the cauldron and it is here to which we must return it but not before it's purified. Come. And with that, he led us to the centre of the chamber. Here stood a round table, although it had no legs. It's, uh, it simply hovered there, unmoving, stable and still. About it stood thirteen stone chairs, twelve crafted in beautiful white marble, one in black. I started to point towards it, but uh, 
Jurek cut me off. No, no, it is not spoken of. Do not waste your breath in asking. Instead, answer me this. I have need of your strength, novitiates. Will you aid me? Merchant and I looked at each other and nodded our agreement. As you can see, the other members of the council are away. I wish you two to join me in purifying the cauldron of any taint. Come, sit down on the table and take a seat. But avoid the black. We are to make the three points of the Triskel. Do you understand? We again nodded before silently sitting down, equidistant from each other, with the cauldron at the heart of our Triskelion. Feel the winds of magic spiraling about you. Throw them up to whip at the corruption clinging to the cauldron and cleanse away every shred. But be careful to draw none to you. Let this place earth it away towards the vortex. We once more nodded and as I stared at the cauldron I could suddenly see azure and purpureal motes of energy staining it like greasy fingertips on a glass goblet. Dural Durak began to chant and Bert and I soon both joined in. Kalami Kalbanes Stultolmen Moeni Alcharti Kalami Kalbanes Stultolmen Moeni Alcharti Kalami and we chanted and chanted, our words sneaking out between us and around us and within us, summoning up a whirlwind a magical energy that struck and whipped at the cauldron. I've no idea how long we were there. In the repetition, I lost all sense of self, all sense of time, and eventually, all sense, as I faded into the depths of the comforting black oblivion of the universe. And then the cock crowed. I opened up my eyes. It was morning. Richard and I were sat around the smoking embers of the fire we'd shared with Dural Durak the night before. Each of us wrapped in a wolf skin. Durak was not there. I looked back at the swamp and I swear I saw many canine eyes staring back from its depths. Cedric, I think it's done. We'd best be going. I nodded back at Merchard, but as I moved to rise, my hand touched upon something smooth and cold. 
I picked it up and, to our delight, it was the large stone bottle of whiskey from the night before. As you can imagine, we had a very fun day there at the edge of the swamp surrounding the Forge of the Old Ones before uh, finally beginning our return journey to the abode of the Venerable Lime the next day. Uh, much the worst the wear, it has to be said though. <laughs>